Hey, what's up, everybody? This is just your friendly reminder that this podcast is sponsored by the book sales of Rewilding the Modern Man and Awakening the Tranquil Warrior. The first book is written by yours truly, Trenton Sweet, and the second one, Awakening the Tranquil Warrior, is written by my wife, Caitlin, and myself. We are also sponsored by participation, memberships, packages, and the such from Energy Fitness Studio outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We are also sponsored by The Old Road Farm, which is a local, organic, grass-fed and finished, regenerative farm in Washington, Pennsylvania. You can check them out at theoldroadfarm.com. Hello, and welcome back to the Energy Fitness Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about why people aren't achieving their goals as far as their physical goals. We're just going to discuss why people don't reach their fitness goals, essentially, and what you can do to overcome those obstacles and achieve the body that you've always wanted. So before we get into it, though, always a word from our sponsors The Energy Fitness Podcast is sponsored by Energy Fitness Studio in Washington, Pennsylvania. Uh, We are sponsored by the book sales of Rewilding the Modern Man and Awakening the Tranquil Warrior. We are also sponsored by people who donate to the podcast, which you can do so on your phone. Um, Another way you can support us is just by sharing us on the social medias, leaving reviews, Uh, for the studio, for the books, and for the podcast as well. Those are always helpful. Uh, Also, we're looking for other sponsors for the show. So if you are a business or you know know somebody that could look for or want more exposure, let us know because that's what we're looking for right now. So anyways, like I said, we're sponsored by the book sales of Rewilding the Modern Man, which you can find on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, basically anywhere that you buy books, you can find it. Same goes for Awakening the Tranquil Warrior. And by the gym, and if you're local to Pittsburgh, if you haven't already checked us out, you definitely need to come check us out. We offer um, a wide variety of different classes to help you achieve your fitness goals, which is what we're talking about today. We'll start right off the bat with consistency. That's a big one for a lot of people is just staying consistent. People come into the new year and they're all ready to go, ready to achieve their goals and and get in a program, join a gym, do these things to actually chase after what they really want. And then like a month, two months later, they fall right off. It's because they don't have that consistency, the dedication. They're not truly committed and ready. You really want to start there. If you're having a hard time achieving your fitness goals, your health goals, normally that's where your problem really is. You're not consistent with your diet. You're not consistent with your exercise, your daily movements, you're not consistent with the way that you treat yourself, the way that you think, the way that you act, you're not consistent with the way you sleep, you're not, you don't have a consistent morning routine, which actually I think we'll start right there with the morning routine. So that's a, it's a really big one for anybody who is in the beginning stages, especially of their fitness journey. You really want to start with the morning routine. So just starting as soon as you wake up in the morning, wake up if you have kids. Try to wake up before everybody else in the house if you're able to do that. That way you can give yourself some time to focus on yourself some put some in put some intentions on the day, you know, where you want to focus your energy, some things that you'd like to accomplish, maybe reflect on some things. There's a lot of different things that you can do in the morning to really set the tone for your day. So your morning routine is going to be different. Than mine. It's going to be different than Caitlin's. In fact, 
mine and Caitlin's morning routine are very different. Um, <laughs> she normally wakes up a good bit before everybody does. Um, and she goes downstairs, she brings her a cup of coffee, she drinks a cup of coffee, and she journals. She writes, you know, the way, the things that she dreamt about, maybe, the way that she feels in that moment. She writes it, kind of purges those morning jitters. Um, some people are those people that wake up with morning jitters or anxiety and, you know, worries about something. Luckily for me, I almost always wake up in a really good mood. It's after my day has started <laughs> that I can become, uh, you know, I can get shitty about things. So um, for Caitlin, yeah, she starts with just her coffee and a little uh, morning journal. Once she's done journaling, she goes into a meditation. And if you can give yourself enough time to meditate in the morning, you're going to change your life in really dramatic ways. Um, and remember, if you're just starting meditation, um, it really is a practice. You're not going to sit down on your couch or you know, lay down somewhere and just immediately you know, meditate like a monk. It doesn't work like that. Um, but that's where the journaling beforehand is a really powerful thing. Um, you do that, you kind of just purge. There's, you don't have to write directly about anything, just write. Um, uh, a friend and a teacher of Caitlin and I's, Jamie, she taught us in an illumination, uh, intuition illumination course, um, just to write. Just And I love to write anyways, hence the two books and two more coming out soon that maybe I'll start talking about here soon. But um, just write, just write, just write whatever's on your mind, just write. Maybe what you have to do today, maybe the intentions you have for the day, set some intentions or whatever, just, just write, just get it off your chest. And then once you do that, your mind is a lot more clear, a lot more open. And so you can meditate much more easily. Um, that, and that's how Caitlin starts her morning. Like I said, we're, we're very different in that way. I like to wake up a little bit after she does, not much longer, maybe 20, 30 minutes, something like that. I get up, I go downstairs and... You know, I, I make a, a hot cacao and I put some intention and some love and a little bit of meditation, a little moving meditation as I make the cacao. And uh, once I make my cacao, it's nice and hot and steamy. Can't drink it right away, obviously. So I go out to our cold plunge and I jump in the cold plunge and I just spend as much time in there as I can. Depending on how cold it is, I might only be in there for a minute. Um, if it's a little bit warmer, maybe I'll be out there for 10, 15. Who knows? You know, it's not the same every morning, but it's it's one of the things that I don't want to do most when I first wake up is go jump in the cold plunge. So that's what I make myself do. I like to, I like to get that out of the way right away and start stacking up the reasons why I give a fuck about myself and why I deserve things and why I'm worthy of the things that come my way and the things that I bring into my life because I like to feel that way. Plus, the benefits that come from that cold plunge are incredible. And you can listen to the Fire Nice podcast to learn more about that. Or you can spend some time with me at one of the Fire Nice events that we do and uh, ask me whatever kind of questions you want because I've done a lot of research on that and to be frank, it, there's really no short answer, so <laughs> it kind of takes a long time to describe, but it's really about that consistency, so you, obviously life is life, and you're not going to wake up every single morning, and it's not going to be the same, 
and that's okay. And so part of the consistency and the self-love that comes with that is to not get down on yourself if one morning doesn't go the right way. You still have all day. You have the entire rest of the day, that evening, and the next morning. So don't get down on yourself. Don't put that guilt or shame on yourself because that's negative as well and that also you know causes issues with weight gain and the inability to hold on to muscle mass, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But realistically, <clears throat> consistency is the the number one thing. So you, in to be consistent, you have to love yourself. You have to love the process, and you have to know that you're not going to see immediate results. You might not see results in a week. You might not even see results after 30 days. You might not even see results after 60 days. And that's where consistency becomes a real, a real thing that you really need to hone in on, a real skill, a real weapon in your you know, in the artillery, it's something that is very important because certain things, even with meditation, with building muscle, with losing fat, with all of these things, your diet, um, you, you really have to stick to it the best that you can. And if you fall off after a week because you didn't see what you hoped for in the mirror, then you're never going to achieve what you want. You got to stay on the pony. You got to ride it. You have to just keep on pushing. You got to keep going because the results will come. I promise they will. They come for everybody if they're consistent. That really is number one. So we have roughly, as a, as a human being, about 70,000 thoughts per day. Most of those thoughts for us in the modern world are negative um, self-limiting thoughts so as you start to build your consistency you want to really focus on building up your thoughts taking note of your thoughts as you wake up in the morning that's an important thing when you set your intention is just to be in control uh, I always talk about the monkey in the driver's seat and you know you take that monkey put him in the passenger seat or the back seat or even throw him in the fucking trunk kick him out of the car right you gain control that's why i do the ice plunge first thing in the morning because the monkey that drives my car sometimes it's more like a gorilla strong very mean <laughs> and can cause a lot of pain to me and that's my inner voice it can be can be very negative and a lot of us have that same one so for me i take that cold plunge and then it's i kick it right out of the seat i take that control right back and I've, I've, I've even sat my ego back because it's not an easy thing to do. And so I'm able to be more who I am and lead more fully with my heart and instead of being so worried about everything. And so when you do things like that and you start to set your morning off right, you can start to take note of the thoughts that you have. Start to be present in the way that you treat yourself. I bet you that... If you start to take, take note of your thoughts, you'll realize that you say a lot of really shitty things to yourself or you treat yourself really shitty. Um, and then you will notice you reflecting that externally to the people around you, maybe the people you work with, the people you, you pass by. Either way, you're going you're gonna to realize these things and you're going to realize that you've been reflecting the way you feel about yourself onto the world around you. Um, and that's a hard thing to wake up to. And that's, again, you want to stay consistent so that because you're going to hurt yourself <laughs> in this process. You're going to hurt your ego. 
Um, you're going to hurt your feelings a lot. And so it's very easy to just decide to give up because it's hard. It's hard to deal with that inner voice. It's hard to deal with, um, you know, the, those things that you do to yourself, those self-limiting thoughts. And it's easy to just go, well, you know, it's, I'll just treat other people like shit because it's, it's hard knowing that I treat myself like shit. And that's the reality of it. So just take note of those thoughts and start to use your thoughts. Like I said, about 70,000 thoughts per day. That's a lot. That's more than as many breaths as we take. We take about 20,000 breaths a day. That's almost, it's more than three times as many thoughts that we have per day. Most of those thoughts are negative, like I said. So if you can start to flip that and make more of those thoughts positive, then you're going to change your life really powerfully. Every thought, <clears throat> excuse me, every thought is in, in form, it's energy. And every time you think you move certain things, certain emotions, certain energies into motion, where you are creating those same things, reflecting those back to you, it's, it's almost like a, you can call it manifestation if you want to. It's that same thing. If you are, if you're the monkey in the driver's seat is constantly making bad decisions, you're eventually going to get in a wreck. And we do that all the time with our thoughts. So get the fuck control of your thoughts. I remember when I first started that, and I wrote about this in Awakening the Tranquil Warrior. I have a whole chapter dedicated to self-limiting thoughts. And that's because of how important it is that you, you get a hold of your own mind and your own brain and your own thoughts. It's your own thoughts. It's in your own head. But we give up that control. And so we just kind of let those thoughts go by hurting ourselves, hurting the people around us. And I wrote about this in Awakening the Tranquil Warrior. I took a, I took a book around one time. It was, it's called a tally book. Um, it goes in your back pocket, and it was something I used at work all the time where I used to work previously. And I made some tallies, and I just made some tallies of, like, as I started to notice my thoughts. I, I read the book, um, oh, shit, I think it was called Limitless by um, Jim Quick. Um, it's a great book, and he he talked a lot about you know your thoughts and your thought process and using your thoughts um, in the way we're talking right now. The, the whole book was about that, and so I started to take notes of the thoughts I was having on a day to day basis. Um, and as I did that, I I realized that I was filling up you know the tally lines of the negative or harmful or you know mostly mean to myself. Um, thoughts like thoughts where I would be like oh I, I wish I had this you know like I would I would dream about something and then I would cut myself off and basically tell myself that I didn't deserve it and I did this for for one whole day and every time I had a thought I was like oh there this was the direction that thought was going check it off right there and like I said at the end of the day I, I went back to the hotel room I was staying and then I looked at my tally book and I thought oh my god Obviously, I didn't uh, keep track of 70,000 thoughts. Um, there was probably several hundred that I actually noticed and took the time to take my book out of my pocket and to, to make the check mark. But point being that like about 80%, maybe even closer to 90% of those tally marks were in a, in a negative column. They weren't about, you know, the things that I was worthy of, the things that I had accomplished. They weren't wasn't in the light of love it wasn't in the light of progress it was they were bad thoughts 
And so as I took note of them, obviously just taking notice of those thoughts allowed me to change a lot of those thoughts and not let that energy flow all the way through in that thought. Didn't let it finish. And I did this for a while um, and just kept note. And I started to see the currents change. And instead of thinking so negative, I started to think more positively and more progressively for myself. And that helped me a lot. And believe it or not, um, about maybe it wasn't wasn't long after that, maybe a couple of weeks, um, I got another job opportunity that was significantly more money, um, better hours, better position altogether. Um, and I really think that had a lot to do with me just changing the way I was expressing myself to the world, even through my thought. And you might think that's crazy, like the thoughts are inside your own head. And sure, they are, but the energy that's behind that thought resonates far beyond <laughs> your own head. And so you really do need to take note of that. Um, another thing I wanted to say was that um, with your morning routine, which I'll go deep a little bit deeper into here, but with your morning routine, I, I want you to know if you have anxiety or depression, whether it's deep anxiety or deep depression, um, or if it just kind of ebbs and flows like it does for most people, kind of comes in and leaves, that's, that's normal. But just so that you know, as you start to include exercise, even if it's minimal exercise, um, like maybe a half hour of some like moderate intensity exercise, um, there was a study, I think it was at the University of Australia, um, where they, they put exercise up against prescription medications that were meant to treat anxiety or depression. Um, and exercise is one and a half times more effective than all of the prescription drugs that were used in that study. So just keep that in mind. If that's something that you have, um, and you're lacking the give a fuck to go exercise, it's one and a half times more effective, and there's also no negative side effects to exercise. You, uh, there's actually a plethora of bonus benefits that you get, so um, you don't have to worry about insomnia or you know shit in your pants or dying or whatever comes with whatever prescriptions are out there. So keep that in mind. Um, let's go back to the morning routine. So. And the podcast that I did with Drew Kimmelshoe, we talked a good bit about mindfulness and the morning routines. And that's because um, he has a course on his website. Um, you can find it on his Instagram at, at Drew Method on Instagram and um, also on Udemy. I think it might be um, on Masterclass as well. But anyways, it's, a, it's called the Drew Method. It's a mindfulness morning routine. And... Uh, and it's funny because as I go deeper into the spiritual world, I talk more and more to people that have intentions that they do every morning. Like they, like I do with my cacao now. Like my cacao, I put some intention in that cacao, some love, that put some high frequency into that. And when I consume it, I'm smelling it, I'm tasting the cayenne, the cacao, the ginger, the cardamom, you know, I'm, I'm really feeling the whole thing and I'm, I'm present right there. And then Drew talks about that a ton, just being present. He does his with coffee. And so it, it doesn't matter. And that's the point I'm trying to make right here. It doesn't matter what you're doing it with. Maybe you drink matcha tea in the morning. Um, our good friend, Jen Lucas, um, who was in a, a podcast previously as well, she, that's what she uses is matcha. 
And it's the same thing. You, you prepare it with intention, um, with some love, and you're basically mindfully moving through a meditation as you do this. And when you do this, you are being present in the moment. And we all live very busy lives. And more often than not, we're not even relatively present in the moment. We're worrying about something that happened yesterday or an hour ago or fucking 20 years ago. Um, Or we're worried about things that are going to happen later today or that are going to happen tomorrow. Or we're worried about something that might happen in a couple months or even beyond that. You know, we're, we're rarely in the present moment. And that's why these morning routines matter so much is because when you bring all your attention and your intention and perception to the present moment you are actually experiencing the human experience you're actually here in the moment and the more often throughout our day that we can learn to do that the better and if you only do it for five minutes in the morning that's 35 minutes a week that's you know, over two hours a month. That doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're never present any other time, that really is a lot. And those things are gonna trickle. So as you become present, when you make your coffee or your matcha or your cacao or your whatever the fuck, when you're making your bacon in the morning, whatever it is, when you're present right there, you're putting love into it, just like all grandma's recipes used to say, you know, at the bottom, also with some love that's really important that's a really important ingredient especially if it's a food thing that you're doing because you're going to consume that and as we know from some older studies um i seen on a podcast not podcast a documentary when i was like i don't know 12 years old i sit on the couch with my father watching what the bleep do we know about quantum physics and one of the greatest documentaries uh, changed my life entirely. Um, watching that, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Lynn McTaggart. Um, fuck, there was a ton of really great people in this in this documentary, and they did studies on water. And you know, and you guys have probably seen this. I feel like most of the the listeners here are are pretty um, open and and know a lot of these studies. But with water, you know, they treated it poorly. They played you know, very aggressive and hateful music and the water would become distorted and agitated and the molecules themselves would be very, I mean, ugly, really. They'd be all fucked up. (laughs) And then they did the same thing, but with love and joyful words and music and those, the, the molecules were beautiful. They were, they were perfectly proportioned. They were not distorted at all. Um, and when we consume that water, those molecules are going into our body and being used by our body to build our body and to grow our body and to nourish our body. And if, you, if you're rushing out the door with your hot cup of coffee and you spill it on your leg and it burns the shit out of you and you're motherfucking your coffee and motherfucking everybody else on the road as you're driving along and you're drinking that coffee, that coffee doesn't have a whole lot of love in it. And so as you drink it, maybe it spikes your anxiety. Maybe it, you know, causes more stress in your life, right? Now, if it was different and you gave yourself a few extra minutes in the morning, you woke up a little bit earlier, 
so that you could prepare your coffee and give yourself five minutes or longer just to be there, you know, with it, it would change a lot. It would change a lot for your day. So you can check out um, the Drew Method on on Udemy or on his website too, and you can check out what he does for his morning routine. He also cold, cold plunges, um, just like I do. And like I said, he does his with coffee, and you know he's it's it's all about intention. He does some mindful movements as well, stretching and moving your body first thing in the morning is really important. Like I talked earlier, Caitlin and I are quite different, but I I need a little bit of movement, I feel like anyways, in my body when I first wake up. So normally when I'm doing the cacao, I'm kind of twisting, I'm shaking, I'm you know, doing some neck rolls, stuff like that. So maybe doing some deep, um, deep like Buddha squat, excuse me, kind of stretching through the hips and through the legs and stuff like that. Maybe some forward bends, you know, whatever feels good to my body that morning. I'm normally doing that. And then, of course, after the cold plunge, um, I, you are so invigorated that <laughs> the last thing you want to do is sit still. So I'll, uh, <clears throat> I jump out and I do, normally I do one set of just as many push-ups as I can do while I kind of drip dry outside and do some jumping jacks, maybe some burpees. You know, it's, it's different every morning, but it's, the fact is, or the point is that I'm moving my body. And that's something that's really important to do first thing in the morning, especially if you're just getting on a fitness journey and you're really trying to change your body composition. Uh, moving your body first thing in the morning is going to kickstart your metabolism. Um, it's going to train your body to wake up and be ready to move and to be able to move. So if you can move first thing in the morning, um, that's fantastic. Um, if I'm not teaching a 5.45 a.m. class up at the gym, which I do two or three times a week, depending on the week, if it's not my day to do that, then after I do my cold plunge and my little, you know, excited <laughs> exercises out in the grass, then uh, then I'll go in our garage um, where we have a little setup. I've got like a, a squat cage and, you know, bench and some dumbbells and, and a pile of heavy kettlebells. Um, plyo box, you know, some some basic stuff. Really, it's not like a state of the art garage gym. It's just got the basic stuff. But I'll uh, I'll go in there and uh, I'll I'll move some shit around for a half hour. Maybe I'll push the sled around um, and load it up. But I'll move some shit around for a half hour or so after the cold plunge. Um, and if it's other mornings where I go up to the studio and I and I teach a morning kettlebell class or a cardio hit class or whatever it is, then you know, I get changed and I go up there and I do that. So, but that's a really good way to kickstart your morning and to kickstart your metabolism and to, to really set the tone for yourself. For some people, it's really easy to wake up and get the workout out of the way first thing in the morning. And if you can do that, then good for you. I know a lot of people can't. Maybe it doesn't work out, whatever kind of bullshit excuses they have, because that's really all it is. Everyone's got excuses. And if they've made an excuse why they can't do an early morning class um, or they can't wake up and do, you know, some movement early in the morning before their day starts, then they need to utilize it throughout the day or in the evening. Even if you are a morning exerciser, you really need to be doing daily movements. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But I want to jump to food right here because as I was talking about the exercising in the morning, uh, I thought about quite a few people who have personal trained in the past or even people at the gym who have expressed that exercising is easy for them 
but the diet is the hard part. And that's true for a lot of people. I know that um, for me, it was like that for a long time. And it still really is. I have a sweet tooth. And so for me, it's always been easy to, to crush it in the gym, even for two hours, crush it in the gym, get my steps in for the day and just do do everything I know I need to do, get the exercise snacks in, you know, do some push-ups here and there, squats, pull-ups, whatever. That's easy for most people. The hard part is eating. And Caitlin and I complement each other in a lot of ways. And so she's the opposite. <laughs> and she always was the opposite. She, when we decided to get healthy seven years ago, she was the first one that could easily clean up her diet. And she cleaned up her diet very well, very fast. <laughs> it took me quite a bit longer. But it was the opposite with us working out, where I had no problem getting back on an exercise routine. She was the one that had a hard time there. So we can kind of relate on both terms here. But the biggest thing that you want to focus on with your food, especially if you are one that can work out every day, food is going to be one of the most important things that you change and you adjust as you go on your fitness journey anyways. And again, you want to be really consistent with your food because if you're into cutting calories, if you cut, you know, 100 calories a day for a week, and that's, you know, it's only 700 calories, and then you go out and you have pizza and drinks, you know, you've offset that by, by quite a bit. So you got to stay consistent. <clears throat> One cheat day can really, can fuck up a whole week, could even fuck up, you know, a couple weeks, depending on how you stage that out. Um, cheat meals, cheat meals can be beneficial from time to time, especially after a fast, um, <clears throat> they can be beneficial, but that's something that we could talk about on a later podcast. Um, on this one, I really just want to talk about consistency. And so protein is the, really is the biggest thing you want to focus on, or amino acids. Um, your best sources, especially when you talk about essential amino acids, is going to be meat, um, animal-based products. And like we talked about in the podcast with Carice, uh, the owner of the Old Road Farm, regenerative farmer, um, she's a naturopathic doctor, and we talked a lot about the fats that are in food, um, in meats, of course, and how that is a, a huge player in this, too, because if you have a meat that's heavy in omega-6s because it's fed grain or corn, it, it's fed garbage food, then it's the fat content in that meat is going to be um, heavy in omega-6s, which the human body is not that fond of. We do need a few of them, but we should not have more omega-6s than we have omega-3s. And so meat is always going to be your best option um, as far as minerals and vitamins and protein, especially amino acids, which is what you need from the protein um, and the, the healthy fats. But you want to really get the best source of meat you can possibly get. Um, whatever your budget will allow whatever your location will allow, because depending on where you live, it can be harder to find, um, you know, well-raised meat products. So but I guess we could start with eggs. Um, right off the bat, eggs are normally, for most people, they're a fantastic source of good, healthy fats, omega-3s, DHAs, DHA, you get all the good fats in there. And they're loaded with choline, they're loaded with cholesterol, which your body turns into testosterone, which is very important on your fitness journey, whether you're a man or a woman, the word testosterone, um, which I talk about a lot in the book, Rewilding a Modern Man, testosterone has kind of been turned into this like 
it's kind of like a taboo type word and a lot of women hear testosterone and they go ah but you need it to um in fact it serves the same purpose in women for the most part um as it does in men it, it helps with muscle hypertrophy which is gaining muscle mass um it helps by defeating atrophy which is your body consuming your muscle for energy which you don't want especially on a fitness journey um it helps with cognitive function, it helps with mood, it helps with libido, um, like I said, for men and women, it's really powerful, but your body can't uh, make testosterone if it has no cholesterol. Um, you can make a tiny bit, okay, your, your liver can make like a tiny bit, I mean, uh, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, the adrenal glands can make like a tiny bit as well, but a tiny bit, like enough to keep you alive, right, but you need cholesterol, <clears throat> the whole uh, cholesterol thing is another another myth that we could like cover in a later podcast but you need the cholesterol eggs are great for that um if you have a problem with eggs which some people do um i think it, it probably has a lot to do with the source um where you can build an allergy to the fact that it's fed corn uh whether it's a chicken or a duck or you know whatever eggs you're getting quail eggs whatever um if if that bird is eating something that's not ancestrally consistent to the bird then it's not going to be healthy, which means that the product from it is not going to be healthy. Um, if it's living on, you know, pavement inside a you know, 10 inch by 10 inch square cage and it's being shit on by other birds, then the quality of that egg um, is not going to be good. Um, and even what it says on the nutrient label is probably not correct either. Um, which again, we could dive into that a little deeper, but point is, you need good sources. So um, most towns, cities, there are farms local that do chicken eggs. Um, most of them that are local, like Carice, who is on the podcast, um, the Old Road Farm in Washington, Pennsylvania, she loves to show people how well she's treating her animals and how well they eat, how well they're fed, and how great the products are from those animals. And most farmers are like that. And they will allow you to go check out their farm. You can see what they eat, how they're treated, where they live, and then you can purchase eggs from those people. I highly recommend local um, meats if you can find them or afford them because that means they're eating the environment that you are living in, which means that your response to allergens is going to be better because you're consuming tiny bits here and there of your native environment this is that's an important aspect of that um if you can find regenerative that's a huge bonus because that means that that animal is eating ancestrally consistent we're talking about eggs right now but um, that still goes for your beef uh, goat lamb um, any ruminant species really elk um, bison you know whatever whatever your preference is I, I do recommend having a wide variety of meats um if you're gonna do, if you're gonna eat a lot of bird meat, um, whether it's chicken or duck, turkey, um, you really make sure that it that is coming from a good place because the birds in particular store a lot of fat, and they're monogastric, one stomach animals. Um, they're not they're not meant to eat. They never would have eaten the mass amounts of corn and grain that they're fed. Um, which makes them really unhealthy and inflamed. And when you eat them, like a conventional raised chicken, um, 
you know, your body is, is eating all of that um, and consuming that and trying to use that to turn into to good energy to help you on your fitness journey. So try not to. Um, if your budget allows, I highly recommend finding a local regenerative farm um, to find your eggs and, and your birds from. Um, ruminant species like your cows and, um, like I was saying, your, your bison, um, goats, sheep, you know, stuff like that, um, they're called a ruminant because they have four stomachs. You know, they got the rumen and they they have places in their stomach that ferment the food and, you know, they they essentially throw it back up and they chew it again, the, the cud, and they it goes through these four chambers and the food is digested a lot. And so they're a lot, they're a lot more capable to handle um, conventional feed on like conventional normal farms. So if you... If you're on a budget and you can only afford, um, like your conventionally raised beef, that's fine. That's fine because those animals have a better digestive system. So what goes in there, in their meat that you eat is going to be better than what's in the chicken or, or the rabbit, you know, whatever other animals you're eating that has, you know, no, normally one stomach rabbits are, um, they eat a lot of a grass really. Um, they're, they're really good at herbivores for being monogastric. Same goes for horses. Although you probably aren't eating horses, <laughs> not in the United States anyways. Just saying that seems like a horrible thing. And, uh, but so just, so just really focus on where you're getting your, your protein from. Um, and that's important because that's the, the better source of meat you're getting is going to mean uh, higher amino acid content, higher mineral content, uh, higher vitamins, just the whole, whole array of nutrients um, is going to be better than your conventional. So find someone like the Old Road Farm or um, there's another one in the area too that we, we just recorded a podcast with. Um, it hasn't been released yet, but um, um, they are Evelyn's, Evelyn's Farm in 84, Pennsylvania. Um, and they offer some, some pretty good eggs. I, I don't believe that, I believe that they're still fed a little bit of grain as of now, but they're working on like a food forest and, and having native plants. And so in the years to come, um, their eggs are going to be fantastic and they still are right now. So in far, 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 far better than any eggs you'll find, uh, you know, on a Walmart shelf. But, um, so yeah, so if you have a hard time with your food, um, like if you're one of those people that wake up and you, you need to eat something sweet and have a fucking frappa latte from, uh, your local coffee joint that's 800 calories and loaded with sugar and you know, spikes you directly right first thing in the morning. Um, I recommend that you switch to maybe some Greek yogurt with a little bit of honey in it. Um, some plain Greek yogurt if you can, high in protein. Um, if you're not so good with dairy, um, try something like maybe just some eggs like a like, like a nice hearty omelet like 30 to 50 grams of protein like right off the bat just to get you get you in that anabolic state where your body is not burning muscle for energy it's it's burning fat and it's building muscle um, and that's something that a lot of bodybuilders understand is trying to stay as anabolic as possible and then you can fast periodically so that your body can heal and recover and, and digest fully, um, which we, you can 
as you progress in your fitness journey, you will experience experiment. I'm sorry, with new things. And fasting is one of those things that you can experiment with later. But first, you want to get consistent with the way that you feed yourself. And so protein is probably the most important, <clears throat> especially if you're exercising, because if you don't have enough protein in your body to grow and build and heal the muscles that you're purposefully damaging so that you can get the effect of hypertrophy and muscle growth and fat burn, if you don't have the protein to rebuild them, then your workouts, um, they're going to be lacking. You're still going to get a little benefit, but not the way you would if you were hitting a protein goal. So the protein goal is, say you, for me, so I weigh about 200 pounds. I want to hit about point, between 0.6 and like 0.8 grams of protein per pound I weigh. So I aim for 160 because I like to go a little, I like to be right there. So I aim for 160 grams of protein a day. Now, if that seems like a huge number for you right now, then you're definitely not eating enough protein. <laughs> if 160 seems like a lot, say you weigh 100 pounds, right? So you need like between 60 and 80 grams of protein a day. That's not a lot. Uh, you're 150 pounds, just to cut it right in the middle. What, what's that, like 100 and, ooh, 120 grams, something like that a day? Anyways, it's really not that many. So one pound of basically any meat source, um, chicken, um, turkey, uh, duck, beef, bison, elk, venison, it, basically one pound is going to be really close to 100 grams and one pound per day. Your body realistically can only absorb like it's about 30 to 50 grams at a time depending on your own biochemistry and how fast you eat and what you've eaten with it. So aim for to spread that out over like three to four different meals depending on how much you have like i said i aim for 160 i normally get about 50 to 60 grams per sitting um, i go over the threshold a tiny bit there but so if i spread that out over three to four meals then i'm fine and that's only that's only a pound really and once you start eating more protein um you realize how easy it really is. Also, the more protein and amino acids you're getting, the less hungry you're going to be. True satiety comes from having enough amino acids and protein in your body so that your body can grow and heal and regenerate and and build muscle and burn fat and keep muscle. Your body is this wonderful mechanism of checks and balances. And if you can think of it like checks and balances and expenses, Muscle is highly expensive. Muscle costs money or energy, especially in the form of protein, since we're talking right now. It's expensive in other ways as well, too. It's expensive in minerals. It's, a, it's expensive um, in nutrients. It's expensive in vitamins and in water. It's expensive all the way around metabolically. And so if you're not giving your body what it needs to pay for that muscle, essentially, then your body's not going to keep the muscle, which is why bodybuilders and elite athletes, they eat a fuck ton. They eat, you know, I don't know if you ever heard this about Michael Phelps eating like 20,000 calories a day. Um, that's why. Uh, and most of those calories were coming, you know, um, from good sources of food as well. So that's, that's a really important thing to know. Um, as you start your fitness journey, if you really dive into it and 
you're doing everything that I'm talking about here. You're doing your morning routine, you're doing a morning exercise, maybe you're cold plunging or taking cold showers, maybe you're using a sauna once in a while, daily, weekly, whatever, and you're really doing these extra things. You are getting the exercise snacks, which I'll talk about here in a minute. Um, if you're doing all these things, you're doing some high intensity stuff, um, you're walking 10,000 steps a day, you're doing these things, you're telling your body that it needs the muscle, it needs the mobility, it needs the joints to be healthy, it needs your body to be strong, which is great. Those signals are going to tell your body it needs to hold on to those things. But if you're not giving it the budget it needs to keep those things, then it's not going to be able to keep those things. You're not going to be able to maintain, and that's when you start to run into some heavy fatigue and maybe get some depression. You're not going to see the results that you want, especially as quickly. And so you, you really need to focus on that. That's a really big focus is your nutrients and your protein and amino acids. Um, you can obviously supplement if you have a hard time, if that's a lot of meat for you to eat. Um, you can supplement. There's a lot of really good brands of protein powders out there. If you're a vegan or you prefer plant proteins like whey or casein kind of fucks with you um, or lactose, then um, Truvani is a fantastic brand. We sell Truvani at the studio. They're really good. Um, I am against most things vegan just because of what I've learned and experienced in my own body and my own life. Um, but Truvani is a fantastic source of protein and it's all vegan. Um, I actually just drank a uh, vanilla and chai Truvani protein drink uh, right about 10 minutes before I started this because um, I was starting to feel hungry and it was almost bedtime and I didn't want to be snacking on anything that was sweet because normally when you start to snack before bedtime, your body wants something sweet. Um, and we'll talk about the nighttime routine here in a minute too, but um, there's also, you can do collagen protein powders the same thing though with the protein powders just make sure you're getting it make sure you're getting it from a good source it's not coming from like i don't know uh, uh like body fortress i don't even know if they still make that protein or not but like a a super cheap one that's most people get like bubble guts and shit from their protein powders and that's because the source it's coming from is garbage um and there's likely hardly any bioavailable protein left because of how intensely they have to process it to make it so so cheap and the the grade of it that gets to you to go in your little shaker bottle so you can supplement with that um, i do recommend if if that is hard for you too if you can't chug down a protein shake if they don't taste good to you which for a lot of people they don't you can mix it into like a smoothie you can throw a banana in there you can um, you could be real crazy like me and you could put some some frozen liver um, like from Chris at the Old Road Farm, you can throw in some liver um, with some dark sweet cherries, a little bit of protein powder. Normally I do like vanilla or a flavorless one, um, you know, some water or some, some raw milk or coconut milk, whatever you're feeling, and chug that bitch down and it's going to do wonders for your body. Um, or another thing I highly recommend, like I said, if that's difficult for you to do, you can just do amino acids themselves. Um, and because that's basically what your body needs from the protein. Um, people say things like protein's hard for your body to digest, and that's not exactly true. Your body just has to break it down to get the amino acids, and that's what your body wants from the protein is the amino acids in it. And there's roughly like half a gram of amino acids per gram of protein. So 
you can supplement with amino acids. And if you're going to do that, again, find a good source. Make sure that they are the essential amino acids. And if you want to go a step farther, you can even do some, get a little bit of creatine. Creatine is an amino acid, but it's not technically an essential one. But it's one that you can't find in plants, and it's one that's it's actually the most studied amino acid um, because it it's really powerful, especially with muscle function and muscle growth. And so on your fitness journey, it's what you want. The more muscle mass you have, the less body fat you'll have because muscle mass is metabolically expensive, which means you're going to burn body fat. Okay, that's why we try to build muscle as much as we can is because it burns more body fat. And obviously muscle is more functional. You're stronger, you can do things better, longer, faster, you know, the whole thing. So um, I really enjoy the Keon brand, um, which is um, available online. I think it's called getkeon.com. Their amino acids are phenomenal. They're really great sources. Uh, it's a really great source rather. And it's bioavailable. Um, which is really important when we talk about supplements. And, uh, and so, yeah, so I'll throw that out there real quick. Also, work on your minerals a lot. Um, if you're doing cold plunges, you're doing hot cold showers, you're doing saunas, you're working out every day, you're moving your body, uh, you need to make sure that you're hydrated. And that I don't mean just drinking plain water. Plain water, actually, especially if it's like distilled to plain fucking water or even worse fluorinated water from your faucet and when you drink that it actually strips your body of its minerals literally because water uh, is alive and it wants to be harmonized and mineralized that's how it functions that's where its energy comes from and so it will strip the minerals from you instead of have extra to provide to your body so and I say this all the time in the studio, um, add something to your fucking water. Um, if you can get a water filtration for your house, I know that's kind of a stretch for a lot of people, but it's something to really look into. Um, the supplied source for most of us for city water is chemically, I don't want to use the word enhanced because it's not enhanced. It's, it's, more, it's more treated in a negative way, but um, for the human body, but y you can do a filtration system. Uh, we found one years ago before it became a good hype. And so we didn't pay nearly what it's, they go for now. And so I don't even know what, uh, I think we, ours is an ice spring. Um, and there's a lot of different styles out there. Um, just to try to find one bottle of water sucks too, especially if it's plastic bottles. Um, Kate and I did our own little study with some water tabs years ago and, um, and Essentia and, of course, Mountain Valley were, like, the best bottled water sources we could find, um, which is why we sell Essentia in, uh, in the studio instead of any other water. Um, they had the, less contain the least amount of contaminant contaminants, and it also had the, uh, the, the highest amount of minerals, positive minerals. And so, but still, even that water, um, you want to add some to it, add some sea salt, Celtic sea salt, pink, you know, the Himalayan sea salt, um, sea salt, really, you don't want to use the iodized salt, sea salt, just add some sea salt to your water, add a squirt of lemon, squirt of orange, um, a mineral packet, we love the Trace Mineral brand, um, and we offer them at the studio as well, they sell packets, 
that you can pour in your water with a ton of minerals, the vitamin C, the vitamin, just, it's like a whole thing. Um, that's really good. That's hydration actually comes from minerals. Um, not just the water itself. So make sure you're hydrated. That's going to play a really big part in how you feel as well. Um, if you can't keep track of anything else, just keep track of that protein. That's, that's really the most important thing I want to get you from to get across right here. Uh, let's go back to like moving. Um, I mentioned exercise snacks earlier and in case you were wondering what that is, that means that you just snack on some fucking exercises throughout the day. So, so a couple of things you, you want to move a little bit in the morning if you can, even if it's just stretching, like maybe a, a flowing through yoga, um, if you're not ready yet to do a high intensity like kettlebell workout or, you know, throw some shit around, do some sprints. Like if you're not ready for that, which some people aren't and I get it, it's cool. It's just what I want to do. But if you're not one of them people and you do some stretch in the morning, that's, that's, that's perfectly fine. And even if you're a high intensity person, the first thing in the morning, you want to snack on some exercises throughout the day. And that's, it goes back to f consistency and frequency is really important. Just like we talked about the body being this wonderful mechanism with these checks and balances and you more or less need to convince it that you need to be mobile and strong. Otherwise, it's not going to waste its money there, right? Especially if you're just getting into it and you maybe you never exercised before in your life or maybe it's been a decade or two or three or whatever since you moved your body in a, in a laboring way then you're really going to have to convince it, and you're going to have to be consistent, and you're going to have to be frequent. Um, and so that's where these exercise snacks really come in to play. And so there's no fucking excuse for this, by the way. I used to bring kettlebells and dumbbells to work with me, and and I also would get sunshine in front of everybody on my skin and, and not worry what the fuck anybody else had to say. Um, I would take them to work, and I would every maybe couple hours or every chance I got I would I would sneak over to my pickup truck on the work site and I would do a kettlebell workout or a dumbbell workout real quick like five ten minutes sometimes less just depending on what kind of time I had and that's the point I'm saying if you maybe you're a teacher or you're uh, you work in an office building somewhere and you don't think you have that opportunity when you sneak away to the bathroom you know, maybe you're shy and bashful, so you don't want to do air squats in front of people, then fucking do them in the bathroom stall where nobody's in there. Nobody knows what you're doing. Do some air squats. Do do like one set in to almost failure when your legs are, you know, starting to burn and they, they feel pretty lit up. Just do that. Do do some push-ups. Sneak outside. Do some push-ups. I wouldn't do push-ups on the bathroom floor. <laughs> Sneak outside. Do some push-ups. Do find a fucking tree branch. Do some pull-ups. Fuck everybody who's gonna fucking judge you. Okay? That's that goes all the way back to the morning routine, the intention, the self-limiting thoughts. Fuck what they think about you. Okay? Number one, worry about yourself. Love yourself. Fuck them. Okay? So, and that's the way I used to feel. That's the way I still feel. So sneak away, get a little exercise snack. If, if you have a lunch break, like a long, long lunch break, go, if like, I would love for you guys to come see us at Energy Fitness Studio. We always offer lunchtime classes for this exact reason. But if you don't live by us, find a gym 
find a gym or find a class-based gym like us that offers training sessions and group classes and go on your fucking lunch break and get a workout in. Or run home, get a workout in at your house and then go back to work. But even if it's 30 minutes, it doesn't have to be a full hour if you can't squeeze it in. Just get 30 minutes. Like, just move your body. Eat after, right? If, it, if this is your lunch break and you also need to eat during this time, eat after your exercise, okay? Don't eat before and then do some burpees and throw up. So, But get these little snacks in throughout the day. Not just at lunchtime, but whenever you feel it. Like, if you're sitting at a desk for an hour, get up, walk around, go fucking... Go do some squats, do some burpees, do some pull-ups, do some push-ups, lunges, fucking, you know, speed walk somewhere if you're in the beginning stages. Um, Even just slowly walk somewhere. Just get that blood moving. Move your body. That's really important here. And your daily movements, what you do throughout your entire day, really, it's the small things. You know, it's the getting up, the walking around. It's the, you know, maybe stretching and turning and you know, just taking care of your body a little bit throughout the day. Most of it, most of you guys probably know about the 10,000 steps a day. And, you know, just hitting 10,000 steps a day is, is dramatic um, for a lot of people in our country right now. So if you're already doing that, like maybe you got a Fitbit or, or an iWatch or, you know, whatever kind of other watches they have out there that track those things, like, and you're keeping track of that and you're getting 10,000 or more every day, that's good. Keep Keep doing that. Stay consistent with that because that really is important. The human body is meant to walk a lot. We, for at least 400,000 years, um, been walking fucking everywhere. <laughs> so it's, you need to do that. You really need to walk. Um, so do that every day. Um, a lot of the evidence shows that if you sprinkle in two to three, even up to five, depending on how well you're nourishing your body, and how well equipped you are to handle high intensity workouts. But, you know, at least two to three times a week. Like I said, I I probably do like nine a week. Um, that's me, right? That's very different than, than most people. But if you can just get two high intensity workouts in a week, 45 minutes to an hour, and you're getting these exercise snacks, you're getting your 10,000 steps, you're eating proper food, you're getting protein, you're getting good quality protein, you're controlling your thoughts a little bit better, you're not making any fucking bullshit excuses about why you can't do this and can't do that, you're just fucking doing it, you're being consistent, you're being frequent, and you have a decent morning routine, something that you can rely on when you wake up, Whatever it is, you have something you can rely on that you created and that you are maintaining and curating, then you're going to make massive leaps in your fitness journey. And you're not going to be, you know, fucking three weeks in and look at yourself in the mirror and go, oh, I haven't made any changes yet, and then give up on yourself. And then in three years, go back and, and wish that you'd have kept on it. Just keep on it now. Just right now, keep on it. Make a true dedication to yourself that this is what you're going to do. And and make a goal. Write down on a piece of paper what you really fucking want. Put it on the fridge. Put it on the mirror in the bathroom. Put it in your fucking car, whatever. Just 
make a plan and that will help you stay consistent. And you can even write up your own morning routine or you can follow Drew's morning routine and just stick to something. Just stick to it. Just be consistent. Um, let's go to the nighttime one uh, while, while I wrap it up here. So you, you want a morning routine. That's really important to set your day off right. Set it calm with good intention. But your nighttime routine is equally as important. And I think a lot of people, they play on their phones, their computers, they watch TV, shit like that before bed. This is a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to do that. That blue light from the screens tells your body essentially it's noon. And if you want to know more about that, you can talk to me later. But um, the blue light before bed's a bad deal. It makes it where you don't sleep well. Your hormones kind of get thrown off. And so <clears throat> something that you really want to do is this is what I suggest. If you eat dinner around six or seven to, you know, four hours, three, four hours before you go to bed, that's kind of where you want to be when you can. Life is life. Sometimes it's not like that. So don't be guilty or judge yourself, whatever the fuck, because you didn't do it. But if you can... Before dinner, ditch the phone. Put the phone away. Put it on airplane mode. Um, you know, put it, put it away. Same with the TV. Turn the TV off. Turn the computers off. Focus on your family if you're lucky enough to have one, and just just be present there, from from dinner all the way to bedtime. And when it's bedtime, it's bedtime. You know, don't. There's a, there's a great book, I think it's called The Sleep Solution, um, and I forget the author's name right now, but he talks about in that book about making bed bedtime a place for sleep. It's not a place to sit and to read books. Do that on the couch or do that in a, you know, in your waft or whatever, whatever space you have. Make a different space for reading and for working. Don't make it your bedroom. Um, make it somewhere else because you want your mind to associate bed with sleeping or sex because obviously sex is really important too <laughs> but you don't want your mind to associate bedtime with negative things like working or you know being being wakeful in a way that's not pleasant which is where sex comes in so you want to you want to make it a comfortable space um eliminate as many lights as you can um I read one time like just 10 lumens, which is like very low amount of light, like a candle amount, like a one little candlestick amount of light is like 10 lumens. That much light can disrupt your sleep. So if you have any like lights, like little, you know, on off lights, whatever on like appliances or TV, if you have a TV in your room, you should get the fuck out. That shouldn't be in your room. The EMFs alone, the it's distractive nature you shouldn't have it in there anyways but if you do and it's got like a like a light that shines when it's off um put some black tape over that or something cover it up with i don't know some underwear whatever just put some shit in front of it so it's not shining there's you have bioreceptor um photoreceptors all over your body um, your skin cells when your eyes are closed your whole body is receiving um these uh these photons and, and the light receptors anyways so even though your eyes are closed maybe even have your eyes covered by one of those eye covering things which um, i can't do but they seem like they like they could help people sleep 
Um, even if you're doing that, though, the lights are still getting into your body. Uh, your pineal gland is is receiving them and it's reacting to them because you know light is energy. It's a very powerful source of energy. So try to eliminate all lights that you have. Um, that's a big one if you can do that. Um, also, just set the time aside to, to actually sleep. Um, try to go to bed at the same time every night if you can. If you, if you need to wake up at 4 a.m. every morning um, and you know that you need you know, seven hours of sleep or whatever, then you need to go to bed um, seven hours before that. And that's you know, kind of a minimum because um, obviously the whole time we're in bed, we're not sleeping. A lot of time we spend in bed, we're actually tossing and turning and awake. And that's where the nighttime routine really comes in. Put the phones away, put the TVs, the computers, put all that away be present in the moment and it will be easier for you to calm down to go to sleep. And so then maybe you can go to bed at 10 o'clock and wake up at 4 a.m. and, you know, with your six hours of sleep and be perfectly fine. Whereas other times, maybe you went to bed at 8 o'clock and you were in bed for two extra hours and you woke up feeling like garbage. These are important things. You can also improve your the way you sleep by when you wake up and... You know, the sun starts to come up, just kind of sun gazing with your eyes closed at the sunrise. Do the same thing with the sunset. Be present in that moment and let that the red light from the sunset or the sun rise come into your eyes and tell your body what time it is. Like I said, those photoreceptors, they communicate instantaneously with the rest of your body. And that's why blue light affects you if it's when it's midday or close to midday on either side of it you get mostly blue light and that's the lights coming from the blue light spectrum and that's because of how little atmosphere is coming through at that time whereas the opposite sunset and sunrise the sunlight is coming through a lot of our atmosphere which means most of that blue light is blocked and we receive red orange pink that's why the sunsets and sunrises are so beautiful is because the atmosphere is allowing only those spectrums of lights in right right in midday it's almost always bright and blue <laughs> that's that's how that works right so and it's been that way ever since uh, we started to evolve and so um, our body recognizes that and our circadian rhythm goes off of that and so if you're not spending any time in the sunshine and your body's not getting signals of what time it truly is and it's getting those signals from the blue light devices that you have instead it's going to affect that you can also cover the blue lights with the blue light protectors, you can wear blue light glasses, um, you know, the whole thing. And that helps a little bit. Um, really, sunshine is going to help you the most with that. But if you're having a hard time achieving your fitness goals, hopefully what I just discussed today can, maybe you found something or all of it even that we talked about today can help you reach those goals. Um, then I'll, I'm very thankful for that. If there's anything you had any extra questions on, uh, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or in person if you if you know me. Um, either way, though, I'm I'm happy to to help anybody with anything. I I do offer personal training as well, and I offer remote personal training too. So, um, and Caitlin's a holistic nutritionist, and she also offers um, nutritional support remotely as well too. So, like, if you have any questions about any of that. Um, you can also dive into 
Awakening the Tranquil Warrior. Um, it goes deep into sunlight and EMFs, um, also into amino acids, into protein and the morning routine and the self-limiting thoughts and all that. And rewilding the modern man goes a little bit deeper, but more into the hormones, um, specifically of men. Because um, I talk mostly about about testosterone and why it's so important for men and how to achieve higher levels naturally and, and, and that whole thing. So yeah, if you have any questions about any of this, um, please feel free to reach out, like I said. And again, just one more time to, to really plug it in your ears before I close it out. The Energy Fitness Podcast is sponsored by Energy Fitness Studio in Washington, Pennsylvania. Is also sponsored by the book sales of Awakening the Tranquil Warrior and Rewilding the Modern Man. And you can help support the podcast in a multitude of ways. Um, just sharing or leaving reviews for the studio or for the books and for the podcast. It's all very helpful. So if you feel like, you know, being, if you feel like giving, then you know, you can do it in that way. There's also, obviously, the podcast supports um, donators. I think there's an option right there on there. Um, if you're into that, if you're not, that's perfectly fine. Just keep on listening. We're going to keep putting out the type of information that we feel like everybody needs to know. And, you know, we're also going to get all the guests on that we think have the information and the knowledge and the stories that will help you guys out too. So if you guys have any recommendations for guests to bring on or maybe topics that you really want to hear about um, some things that you want to learn let us know hit us up we're more than happy to uh to address any of those caitlin and i have i mean there's so many episodes we have recorded that we that we're just putting out because we only put one out a week but we get so many recorded with so many good people there's there's quite the array coming out so just uh, stay tuned and thanks again for listening. In case you forgot, this podcast is sponsored by the book sales of Rewilding the Bonded Man, a book about optimizing hormones specifically for men naturally. And we're also sponsored by the book sales of Awakening the Tranquil Warrior, which is Caitlin and I's path from fat to fit as young adults, infertile and then too fertile. Very, very fertile. We're also sponsored by energy fitness studios in washington pennsylvania and we're sponsored by the old road farm and if you don't know why we're sponsored by them it's because we really care about their products we care about their family and if you want to know more about it you need to check out the podcast with carice tressel earlier on in um, this first season here also check out their website at theoldroadfarm.com and find out why their products are superior 